Today on the podcast, Josh and I discuss and give some quite long-winded answers as to what CrossFit is, what it has meant to us, and how Target Athletics has evolved in our training methodology and programming philosophy over the years. So without further ado, please enjoy. And we're live. Welcome to the Target Athletics podcast. Dane and Josh here, your two favorite podcast gym junkies. Um, today we are talking about, um, an interesting topic because it's kind of, I guess, I guess we don't really talk about it a lot, if not ever, but like, I don't think many people in the gym actually even know, or maybe they do, but what is CrossFit? Um, I just was up in Portland and took my CrossFit level two which I have a lot to say about, but we're going to skip that for now. But, I, you know, I just wanted to, you know, let people know what is CrossFit and kind of how, where we stand in the realm of CrossFit and why we're different, why we're the same, um, kind of all that stuff. Any, any in, initial thoughts there? Yeah, I'm th- I think if you're looking for a true in-depth look into what is CrossFit, this is not the... <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is Dane and Josh. Yeah, because we never were hard, hard disciples of it to begin with, I think. That is incorrect. I was a hard, hard disciple of it no. in 2000. Yes, yeah, you know no, me. No, no, I know, but like from a... What I'm saying is there's like people who have been in CrossFit since day one, they have all the shit that they put out memorized. They can spout off hundred words in, in a fitness in by Greg Glassman. Like, uh, hey, can you even go into the beginning of that? Can you Hold say on, the yeah, first yeah. sentence? No, no. For memory, because oh, that would be a true no. disciple of CrossFit. That's what I'm no. getting at. So like there's disciples of CrossFit. There's people who ate the drink, the Kool-Aid, which we were. Mm-hmm. And then there's like people who have never, don't know what the hell CrossFit is to begin with, didn't even know there was a CrossFit.com, yeah. right? So there's various degrees of that. We were never in that far camp of like, have everything that Greg Glassman put out in the journal or people who wrote it memorized and we spout off verbatim the, you know, religious aspects of the community. But on the flip side, we were definitely, you know, bought in the CrossFit brand and what it stood for and how it's helped revolutionize fitness. Okay. So I feel like, I mean, we're going to kind of talk about like, what is CrossFit? So, um, to start out and then we'll talk about how we are different. Um, so (laughs) it's funny. I want to, I'm going to read off the hundred words, but, um, I'll just read it off. So, what's the title? Fitness in 100 words. So basically, where what CrossFit did was basically claimed functional movements at high. Uh, what is it? <laughs> See. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Oh my god! Constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, which, if you think about it, is like brilliant. Like they basically just encompassed 
most types of training nowadays. Like, well, they took whatever a, they, they thought and then said it was CrossFit. Yeah, but it's, it, I mean, honestly, it's brilliant. Like, constantly varied, so you're not doing the same bicep curls at all times. Um, functional movements, so um, efficient movements similar to, you, to those you use in everyday life. And high intensity, which are designed to challenge the individual and, and safely improve fitness. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, I, I just think it's interesting. I was like, wow, it's so brilliant that they, I mean, and as much as Greg Glassman is turned into, I guess, a turd when he, whatever, from all the things that were published, but like he was really genius. I'll never forget watching that 60 minutes. Remember when he watched that 60 minutes, mm-hmm. this was like when we very started, started the gym and he is just, I mean, brilliant. Like, he came up with an exercise program that, um, you know, constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. But he wrote this, fitness in 100 words. Uh, I'll read it to you. Eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. Keep intake level to levels that will support exercise but not body fat. Practice and train major lifts deadlift, clean, squat, presses, clean and jerk, and snatch. Similarly, master the basics of gymnastics, pull-ups, dips, rope climb, push-ups, sit-ups, presses presses to handstand, parallettes, flips, splits, and holds, bike, run, swim, row, etc., hard and fast, five or six days per week, Mix these elements in as many combinations and patterns as creativity will allow. Routine is the enemy. Keep workouts short and intense. Regularly learn and play new sports. Wow. I should have read this before because I want to rip it apart. <laughs> what? Um, there's like things I really agree and then things I really disagree. What do you disagree? Um, like train the main I don't like we haven't snatched it's it includes snatch in that we have not snatched in our gym for like probably dumbbell snatch over two years yeah yeah you're right okay well it talks about um press to flips splits splits are in our post wad this upcoming cycle (laughs) okay you maybe you're right um we haven't done flips correct routine is the enemy I don't well, I mean, we change up our programming. So, I mean, this is, like, how it all, like, this is, like, a good basis, and then you could see how we've, like, rented Yeah, no, I, there's definitely things that are lacking. I was just curious. <laughs> okay, Josh, tell me about your thoughts on the, the I think the only one that's, I think, I think most of that's great. I think the, the main thing that is missing that has had a major correction once the games came about was aerobic fitness. That yeah. it's not talked about. There was too much intensity all the time. Right, like where it says bike, run, swim, row, etc. Hard and fast. Hard and fast. Like there, there's not everything a- was hard and fast. And then when people started compete, so uh, I wanted to get into this part, but I figured this would come later. So it's because it just won't stop. So is it coming now? No, we're just going back to the beginnings of our terrible description of the beginning of CrossFit. <laughs> Heart incomplete <laughs> thing of what is CrossFit. So uh, this is like CrossFit.com, right? It was right. a website. They posted a daily workout. 
for I think it started like 2002 or 2003 I'm not positive there was a little box in Santa Cruz California where it started Glassman was one of the original or sorry was basically the original person 2000 there Joshua 2000 was the first box okay so it's amazing what he did um he, well, if you think put, about it, we are 22 years in. No, I know. Uh, he revolutionized fitness when it was desperately in need. Yeah. Right? He brought some new breath and new light in, which was great. Um, I'd say it caught hard traction in like 2010-ish. Yeah. started really picking up. But there had been a workout a day posted to their website since, I think, then, right? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of trying to look at that. But basically, yeah, like there's... The original uh, since 2001. You can go all yeah. the way back. So I remember being at Mountain Athlete in Jackson at the time and kind of had heard about this. No, I was sorry. I was at Belt Fitness before Mountain Athlete working out. And there's this one dude who would come in and he'd go take some dumbbells in the back room and then literally come out just a hot mess. <laughs> like... I'm in doing, you know, three by 10 pull-ups, three by 10 bench press, three by 10 squats, just typical like bro bodybuilding split style of workout. Had never played around with mixed modal conditioning type gym scenarios like CrossFit. And I remember asking somebody like, what in the hell is that guy doing back there? They were like, oh, he's doing CrossFit. I'm like, what is CrossFit? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the type that's always scoured magazines and internet for like the hardest things to go try and do I don't know it's it's a silly thing but so I remember seeing a article and I don't want to go down this whole road but saw an article like the the guys from 300 that movie when that came out they were all jacked and I I heard right that they'd worked out at this gym called Jim Jones in Salt Lake City and they were this trainer, Bobby Maximus. And I, I remarked Twite down at Jim Jones and Bob Maximus was their trainer. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? And so I wanted to do that. And then in the article, there was this link to Mountain Athlete, which was located in Jackson. But it, Rob, the owner of that, didn't advertise at all locally. And you'd hear rumors about people like dragging tires up and down the street every now and then or some, some weird stuff. Anyways... That was like kind of my first intro into this world of like, if you will, you want. I hate the functional training because it's all fucking functional, but (laughs) like into that style, Um, and heard about CrossFit. But then I looked at CrossFit and just saw it, and I'm like, four rounds of like, you know, ten dumbbell power clean, four hundred meter run, and ten toes to bar. I'm like, that's not hard, right? Because it doesn't look hard on paper. It's one of those things until you actually start to do it. And then you're like, wow, I might die. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, that was kind of my first thing with CrossFit. And then I didn't uh, start with Mountain Athlete. So my, my, what I'm getting at, I guess, is my beginning versions of CrossFit was very skewed because I went from like a Mountain Athlete, which was kind of CrossFit. But of course, it wasn't. He wasn't an affiliate, and he didn't label it CrossFit because he was building his own thing. Into competitive CrossFit, which was also not CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And so, like you were a little bit different, I think. I had full on drank the Kool Aid. 
Right, but you were like, what did, how did your gym program that you went to? Well, and that, and that's where like tying it back to doing the level two this weekend versus the time I took my level one and just seeing the, oh, it was just so crazy. Like you're seeing at that time, like, I don't know. We were all, every single um, person sitting in the chairs, looking at the people teaching, we're all like the same energy. Right. Whereas this was very different from my experience um, this past weekend. It was very, very, like, very, very different. Well, and that's but, the evolution I think we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is CrossFit? But, so, like, how I got into it, you know, I I kind of similar. Like, there was this gym. There was only one gym in the Roaring Fork Valley. If you haven't listened to our probably initial one, we might have gone over this, but whatever. Here it goes again. Um, Just keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like peering in, nobody's there, and it's like really intriguing. And then my actually my techniques of weight training coach in college, we had a classroom full of machines, and he said, "Look at those machines." And then he's like, "Look at yourself. That is the machine." And I was like, "Jaw on the floor!" <laughs> I'm gonna like bowing to him. I'm like, "That was the coolest thing ever." And basically, we're like, he's like, we're not using any machines this semester because we're going to teach our bodies to be the machines. And that was it. And then he exposed me to, quote, unquote, CrossFit, went home that summer, peered into the dark building and was like, how do I how do I become a part of, it, a part of this? And yeah, like, I mean, playing sports, like we just never had structured fitness. And that was like the first structured fitness that like kicked my butt and I thought I was fit I always tell the story which this is probably totally my rambling totally a repeat story but whatever like the first time of me doing quote-unquote CrossFit was in a gym full of my friends moms who were doing full strict push-ups on the floor while me the high school athlete quote unquote badass athlete big fish small pond was doing push-ups on the wall and I was like this is backwards I clearly have not been doing anything correctly because I'm not strong enough to keep up with my friends moms um anyways um yeah I full-on like drank the kool-aid but you know it was it was kind of like the it was it was new and novel and um yeah, and the programming was I'm trying to think. It was pretty CrossFitty, like you know the the benchmark workouts that they do. I remember learning kipping pull-ups, um, handstand push-ups, uh, learning the barbell stuff. But yeah, I mean, I drank the Kool-Aid hard, but. Yeah, I mean, there was one gym in the Roaring Fork Valley. There was, I think, two gyms, actually, in Fort Collins when I went back to school. Um, But, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think the... um, Because, like, the what is CrossFit, right? So I think of CrossFit, I think CrossFit.com. Mm-hmm. I, that's kind of the go. Well, back to. and so. So I think one wad, mm-hmm. and then yep. 
And that's what they were saying at this at the level two. Like right. it is one, you know, your workout of the day may be five by three front squats. Right. That's it. Right. Now, I've heard hundreds of arguments at this point for both. Yeah. And it, I get it. What and are they? It might be fine. Well, what, what is an argument for doing a five by three back squat and that only? Maybe that's enough stress for that individual to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you vary that up. Like it depends how long your timeline goes out. Well, I think because if you if you take CrossFit well, to HQ programming or .com whatever you want to call it, and you look at there, it's random, mm-hmm. right? But over a long enough timeline. And if you so if you were to take let's say you you went online, you took a six month block of HQ workouts. You wrote all of them down. You categorized all the programming: so a squat, a hinge, a pull, upper body push, lower body push, but or however you want to categorize it. I bet you, over that six months, there's probably a pretty good. Um, Oh, people have hundred percent done that. Oh, for sure, and and it's a pretty good breakup. Like it's fairly even. Yeah. So it is random, but it's random in a smaller timeline. So the bigger that timeline goes out, the less random it is. Does that make sense? So I get it, and it makes sense. But then, it also makes sense that from a standpoint of maximizing your time and maximizing your potential, you could do it quicker, better. And you could you could make bigger gains and better gains too. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's where it started to kind of fall apart. Uh, not right. fall apart, but the programming philosophy was the biggest um, thing for me at the level two. From where I'm at, you know, today in where we are at in Targula Athletics, and in in any of the programs, but like. That was just it. Like they're like five by three front squat is a workout. And it's like, yes, it is. And I understand why you believe that. Like they're just basically like you need to take all the time building up, you know, warming up, teaching the movement, blah, blah, blah. You do it and then you can have a cool down. But it's like, you know, if somebody's paying you, like is that enough bang for their buck? You know, is, is it, are people even going to go heavy enough to, you know, create that? I mean create a stimulus for no, that 100%. and you know it is that i mean I, I i think five by three front squats are great but i also am like i think there's there needs to be more you have an hour with these people you want to make it worth their while um, well and then this and I it's mean, great for maybe somebody that's brand new but then like take them you know we're coming up on nine years take them nine years down the road it's like let's you know, add a little bit more um, and, and the other element was they said the workout Amanda, which is, I think it's like 2159. I actually don't even know what it is. 2159 snatch and muscle ups. I immediately, of course, am like total like, what is, it? is it 15, 12, nine? Anyways. Yeah. I and I think the weights are heavy on the snatch and immediately yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is nope, not, this is not a workout for everyone. But I, I mean, I in, in their defense, I understand why they're like, this is, you know, you, you, you scale it, blah, blah, right. blah. They're you, putting out a standard or a yeah. benchmark. And, and then you have, you, you scale the degree, but you want to, you want to um, maintain the intensity for each scaling option. And I totally get that. But on the other hand, it's like, I think there is 
800 other ways that you can create a stimulus that you're looking for without, you know, catering to 2% that are the elite people that can actually complete that workout. Like I just, I, I totally, I disagree with that. Wow. In this point in time, in my evolution as a fitness trainer and where I stand, I guess, in the fitness world, like I just, I just don't think that they say that that workout is great for a whole class you know, if if you're a 62 year old and it's like, okay, yes, I guess obviously the 62 year old is not going to be doing snatches and muscle ups, but like still, I think, and they can replicate that to try and get that stimulus. But in my, what I think is that 62 year old or whatever older population can do so many other things that are way better stimulus if that's when you want to call it for that individual and I feel like we have done a really good job of creating that and creating that balance and creating a program and a workout that pushes the elite but also caters you know it's that thing but it's it's beneficial to everyone I don't know you want to chime in I feel like I'm rambling and maybe not making sense no, I, I think it makes sense, but I think it boils down to why program for that for one person if 99 right. people just can't do That's it. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so Thank you. It makes complete sense to be able to program for your clientele. I mean, and that's why, I mean, from a business perspective, that's why there are places that offer maybe a competitive class and then your regular classes and then a regressed or non, whatever it is, barbell class or something Mm -hmm. like that um, for those reasons. And I get, same thing, I get the sentiment and like, Mm -hmm. yeah. but on the flip side, I think there's more downsides than upsides because you're going to, exactly you're going to have people in class who want to do something that they should not and are not prepared to do. Um, And maybe they're close, but maybe you know that their shoulder is not great, but then they're going to go try and do 45 kipping pull-ups in five minutes. Right. And you're like, but it's competitive and it is a class and, and those are also good reasons, but they also can be bad reasons. So, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, same. I, I think some of that's fallen through over the years. Well, it's just hasn't. It's one of those things that looks great on paper and doesn't transfer yeah. as well to, to application, real life. Well, and here's the interesting thing that I didn't bring this up. Somebody else did in a different podcast, but they pointed out like CrossFit hasn't ch- changed. Like they have not evolved really a whole lot. Yeah, it's a very hubristic like, to say, "Hey, were- we did this two twenty two years ago." At this point. And it's, and it's perfect. Yeah. We're not changing anything. Like I'm, I pulled up the workouts like from on their website, and and it's they're the same, <laughs> very similar. They're not the same. They're they're the same. Sorry. Yeah. Um, like, and that's an interesting thing. Like, I mean, why haven't they evolved? Like, is it? I mean, obviously, they're. I mean, actually, I'm answering my own question. They're sticking to their brand. They're sticking to their brand. They're identity of what they are but what i'm saying is like and i get that probably as a business model you know you're selling that that's what you're selling but where we stand is that was great for an extended period of time but now like we've well, evolved, evolved. Yeah. and changed you know and like i get it like you want to learn new things but hey i feel like you bring in new stuff that we're learning every 
cycle. Like whether that be in the post wad or in the workouts, like, you know, we've brought nose breathing in, in the past couple of years and that that's like a new thing. Um, but we're always like trying to evolve and change. Well, and, part of it's to keep it interesting and fun, right? I mean, right. But like, you can go back to the fitness in in a hundred words at the end, which is actually something I do love. It says regularly, regularly learn and play new sports. Right. So basically like learn new things. Yeah. Um, and I, I do agree with that. Um, and I think we try, I know it, I know it's there that we want to, you know, continue to keep these things, you know, try new things. Yeah. Sometimes I push back, but <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes it's valid. Um, I think that there's, as we've seen, right there, there's things that we try or implement that don't work, work out great. Mm -hmm. So like why live and die on the sword? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, um, rebounding box jumps would be a good example. Mm -hmm. They are fairly well known for people screwing up their Achilles, Mm -hmm. like in a bad way. Now, if, if you're someone who's maybe trying to compete in the sport of CrossFit, which is now your sport, and you're trying to be competitive, there's going to be times that you have to do those style box jumps. So therefore, it makes complete sense that you should practice those style box jumps. Otherwise, you probably will get injured, right? From a general population perspective, it makes absolute sense to incorporate some plyometric activities because non-rebounding box jumps are, are not as plyometric they're more like conditioning mm-hmm. um, but there's no reason to to continue to have people do them in a class setting that are just coming in here to then go out on the weekends and have fun outside right and to so that's one thing for like we used to do rebounding box jumps way back in the day we don't, well, we, don't we do not we anymore we did them at Target Athletics yep. early on for sure I don't think so Yep, we gave options. We said you could. It didn't last long. Yeah. And then finally, we started shying away and going. I think we just said no with it. Eventually, but in the very beginning, we did them. Anyways, um, that's one of those things that it just didn't make sense to keep doing it. Right. Uh, Risk and that. I mean, there's very like snatching. That is another one, right? I mean, snatches are great. Do I think most people should and maybe could? I don't know about most, some for sure, but the risk versus reward is not that was just it. as great. And that was my other argument to the, the thing, the level two this weekend is risk versus reward. I was like, where does that come into play? You know, on, on learning these things, like we went into, you know, uh, in, they make us work out. They don't make you. We do a workout at the end of one of the days and they were teaching the butterfly pull-up. Um, and it's like, that's great, but like risk versus reward. Is this important for everyone in here to do that? Because there were some people in there that I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if that's the best thing for you. Um, a, your mobility is not good. You're lacking shoulder range of motion. Um, B, like you're, you're in the older years, like, I don't know. Well, there's all kinds of factors. I just, like, I'm sitting there, obviously being super critical, 
but like risk first reward i'm like you know i guess if that's what i mean okay maybe in their defense they want to get better they want to get more efficient at pull-ups because they have a competition that they're competing in right and if you can do 10 strict bodyweight pull-ups you probably have the strength to be able to not injure yourself they probably actually did but it's like i don't know it's like that question where i maybe i need to be a little more open-minded to be like okay like he actually maybe does have the strength for it but that's where like you know risk versus reward like we toy with that idea and like why i don't like doing handstand push-ups in class which you know like what's risk versus reward i don't know you've screwed your neck up once doing it no it's kipping yeah i know but like that's why we don't do kipping handstand push-ups in class because like i just the risk is so much higher than the reward in my opinion when you can create a similar similar stimulus by a well, dumbbell hand, strict yeah, press. Yeah, hand, strict handstand push-ups are great. Yeah. But again, it does boil back down to if that's on the board, um, how many people actually have the requisite strength to be able to do them? Mm-hmm. And then it, is it setting other people up to um, try it when they shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. So we have done them in the past the handstand push-ups one that i would push back on and i will pro like we'll probably do them again in the future mm-hmm. maybe we'll try and build up to them i think handstands are great for multiple reasons and the push-ups you know a challenging Just movement and, and it's fun it's different right again it adds variety yeah um and all that stuff it's a kipping yeah i don't think we'll ever do another kipping handstand push-up we haven't done them in years and I doubt we ever will. Mm-hmm. And I think most people, unless you're, again, competing in the sport of CrossFit, have kind of got rid of them. Because, I mean, your whole body weight's on your head. And, like, as soon as your shoulders are so fatigued that you can barely get up anymore, all of your weight is on your head. Like it, <laughs> and, and you're doing a dynamic, like, frog kick. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know. Like, So, where, okay, where were where, 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 we? This is just a ramble podcast. So I think what is CrossFit? To me, in the beginning, it was this. It was this. This. Uh, so I remember being a mountain athlete, and Bo Bergner was there as a as a coach. Um, Bo is actually what's his name's Mike Bergner's son. Um, Mike's is kind of the well, he was the head of, um, Olympic lifting coach, kind of CrossFit for a while. I don't know if he still is. Anyways, Bo was in, uh, coaching for Rob at Mountain Athlete, and I wanted to compete because I kind of it was like 2012, and it started to get big. And and Bo, I remember this one morning, and he actually, I was, I was talking a little shit, I think, on CrossFit, and Bo was kind of from that CrossFit world, right? But we were all military athlete, mountain athlete, like different style, right? Kind of doing again CrossFit, but different. Much more like our programming here at Target Athletics. And uh, I remember Bo just saying something like, well, why don't you just do this one? Why don't you try it? And uh, I was like, whatever. And I, I mean, I don't even think I finished it. I think I quit halfway through. <laughs> like, I don't remember exactly, but I got my, I, or I did it, I finished it, but I got my ass handed to me. Because again, I just hadn't been exposed like that heavy and that much intensity. It was like, I think it was handstand push-ups. We never did handstand push-ups, but I was strong and fit. And it just, I just hadn't experienced those movements exactly. And just got wrecked. I mean, I was white in the face, thought I was gonna puke, and he's just laughing at me. And that kind of pissed me off. Just in, not like at him, but just in the sense like that I couldn't do it. 
And that, I think, was kind of the spark to want to go compete. So when we started competing for CrossFit, what you quickly found, and this was my always my biggest gripe with, like, what is CrossFit? When you're competing for CrossFit, you didn't just do CrossFit.com. And it never, it never lined up for me. Because here they're saying this is all you need to do for elite fitness. But then when you train for the sport, you start breaking it down into skill work. You start breaking it down into strength work. Oh, you need to practice Olympic lifting like every damn day. And that's a separate thing. So then you have Olympic skill work and Olympic lifting work to build strength and volume and be competitive in those movements. Then you need to do your skill work for gymnastics, ring training, and bar work to learn the kipping movements, to learn double unders is a whole new thing. Never done double unders before. So now you have all these different aspects of the, the cross, quote unquote, CrossFit, but you don't train them like you did CrossFit.com because you couldn't even compete in the sport. Mm-hmm. And yet the claim from everybody is, and at the time, and this, it finally went away, but in the beginning it was still, no, you just need to do CrossFit.com to get better at CrossFit. And what happened was those peoples would show up to these competitions and just get wrecked by people like, who was it back in the day? Like anybody that started having coaches who had the awareness to start training these things like skill work and skill development and power and speed and strength and Olympic lifting, like... So there was a massive disconnect for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I never really thought of it as it was like CrossFit.com was this thing that I never paid attention to, never did anything with. Sure, they put journal articles up, never read them. Actually, um, their journal articles are quite good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying any of it's not good. I'm just saying that what CrossFit was to me was the sport. Right. And so that's what I enjoyed. That's what I love to do. And then when we opened the gym we had already built out this massive distinction between the sport of CrossFit because I had had a coach that I worked with for years training for the sport of CrossFit, knowing what that took and what it looked like, and then and then seeing people who can't do three strict pull-ups and all of a sudden going, oh, right, we can't do an EMOM that has 10 chest bars and 10 handstand push-ups and then 10, you know, five snatches in it. And we do that for 30 minutes. Like, that doesn't that doesn't work so sure we could take those ideas and we could do 10 push-ups and we could do 10 overhead squats with an empty barbell and whatever but they're just they're two totally different things and so um and then with our experience at mountain athlete yeah i was gonna say that's kind of where i changed like we just had a different framework yeah and then built kind of like a hybrid model Mm -hmm. in a sense so we took the parts of CrossFit that we really liked that were applicable to people. We yeah. took the stuff that we had the experience with mountain athlete, military athlete style programming from Rob, all, so many of his principles and formats and ideas, and then kind of melded the two together and then had the program that we used here. And then over time, that's just evolved completely different to how we continue to learn and um, things and then different coaches that I had now it's books articles thoughts and invention literally at this point like I'd say the last two or three years has been just playing with different ideas that I come up with like I remember I used to you know kind of take what I was doing and pulling from those aspects or maybe what you were doing or we try something else and be like oh this is cool we could do that and at this point it's not it's it's much more of a completely 
So if you hate it, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the only one to blame. But yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's kind of evolved into its own thing. Yeah. And the, and the methodologies that work. And yeah. again, the biggest thing for me that's changed with thinking about fitness is most like the, the high intensity stuff day in and day out is not sustainable. Yeah. And it's also not the best use of people's time because the things that are best in health are not the best for competition. Yeah. And most of, you know, if you're competing, sure, make some short term sacrifices here and there. But then again, like look at what you're competing for and how competitive, not how competitive are you? I'm not trying to take that away, but do you care enough to, to screw around with, uh, maybe a backward slide in longevity, mm-hmm. you know, to right, compete yeah. at the highest level or the highest level of what the highest level that you're at right now. Like, right. There's just things you got to think about and there are always trade-offs. Yeah. I think you, you basically said what I was trying to get at this whole time. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting cause you know, I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast actually knows what CrossFit is like I don't even know if they, you know, most people know what CrossFit.com is or like what the term .com is. That's where it all originated. Um, and not to put a bunch of hate on CrossFit. No, I don't have any great, hate. You know, it's a great thing. I think it 100% revolutionized the fitness industry for a very good, in a very good way. But how we've taken our own program and evolved over the years yeah i do want to be just kind of like i mean me doing that thing this weekend it was just like a oh we should like go back to that and like well, what what like what even is it and like how does that incorporate into what target athletics is and you know how it's changed and just like where we stand i guess like where we stand in the realm of it i mean i don't yeah. yeah, a lot of people deaffiliated from CrossFit. Yeah, I do want to be real clear before we get too far that I'm not trying to disparage CrossFit at all. Yeah, I mean it's basically given us a career. Yep. That I never saw coming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But also like how we've changed. Yeah, because we've definitely evolved from. Yeah. The grassroots of it all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's where I was like when I originally some point in this podcast was talking about that level one that I went to originally. It was like, I remember feeling so, um, jazzed on the, the concepts of like, you know, what fitness is it's being able, like when they were saying you got to be able to run, you know, X number of miles and you got to be able to be strong. Like that was not a thing. Like you got to be good at, everything and like well, and that's moving f- your body weight and moving weight and like right I mean, and all those like, are fantastic right and but they it was like true. you know i bug-eyed you know at, the, at that point where i was like wow this is so cool and and now it's like you know it's like everyone should be doing amanda and i'm like oh my god <laughs> right <laughs> i'm like uh-uh yeah you lost me at amanda yeah. you lost me at muscle up and snatch combination yeah so it's like um it's, it's kind of cool, a blast from the past, but also like a good reflection or reinforcement on how we're, I think, 
we've evolved for the better and kind of where we stand like where we stand you know where are we in this industry it's like oh we've kind of developed our own little thing yeah like everything works nothing works forever idea yeah. um okay well that was a 40 minute podcast <laughs> that's it um hope you learned something other than just josh and i talk about things Um, yeah hopefully this was interesting if anything you want to leave with no I don't know I mean it's hard to at this at this stage it's hard to say what's CrossFit and what's not I mean I feel like anytime you start talking about high intensity it's under the umbrella of CrossFit on some level people are now trying to break away and do their own distinctions but they definitely found an area and branded the hell out of it Mm -hmm. and now you know it's now we're all technically underneath that well yeah it's funny orange theory is that i mean technically orange theory is every everything's crossfit yep you know good job um, on that yeah they did a did a good one so now people are just changing the name and then you know changing (laughs) colors and trying to rebrand and rename and yeah come up with their own stuff off it i don't know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that um is are available though as tools that even the original crossfitting never tapped into so yeah and you know aerobic aerobic base is in there and tempo work is in there and then depending on what fields you go down like honing into the benefits of progressions mm-hmm. you know because that's where the randomized stuff falls through and again you stretch the timeline out far enough and it can make sense but there the other argument is if you did it differently it could be better and quicker and make more gains to begin with so yeah Yeah. okay well thanks for listening yeah we'll see you in two weeks well or whenever you listen to this we do this bi-weekly okay cheerio